kefir, kombucha, sauerkraut. What do all three of these foods have in common besides the powerful letter K? All three are fermented foods which are good for us. Why are they important? Because they have a very positive impact on our diet and in particular our digestion. With over one million neurons in our gut, it might be a part of our body we should take better care of. But how? Today we will deliver the answers that will help us improve our gut's well-being. I'm Lori Sobelson of Bob's Red Mill, and this is the Food is Medicine podcast. Have you ever felt sluggish after eating certain types of food? Or maybe the opposite has happened when you felt really good after consuming a meal. The reasons for this reaction are simple. When we place food into our mouths, the first place it goes to is our stomachs. This is where the body starts to break down the food and consume it. I'm sure you've heard this analogy before, but our bodies are truly like a car. The types of foods we eat affect our body's performance. That is why eating fermented foods and having healthy digestion is so important. Today, two doctors join me to help us understand how to improve our personal performance. Welcome to the show, Drs. Courtney Jackson and Julie Briley. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Lori. It's truly a pleasure to have you here. These women know so much about a healthy digestive system. It's obvious that the FAME program takes healthy digestion very seriously. Dr. Briley, why focus an entire workshop on this topic? Well, Lori, digestive complaints are a very common concern for a lot of people, and we see it often uh, with our patients and our practices. Some of these complaints can include indigestion, stomach aches, gas, bloating, constipation, and other symptoms. Um, yet having a really healthy digestive system can really impact our entire body, including absorption of essential nutrients, both for growth and maintenance of our body, uh, blood sugar balancing, adequate energy, and even a stable mood. And really, the environment in which we're eating our food can greatly affect our digestion. And so that means we actually have a lot of control over how we digest our food. And we always talk about the... Um, the phrase, you are what you eat, it's a very common phrase. But if you ask a naturopathic physician, we would say you are what you eat, digest, absorb, and eliminate. And so it is a very important topic for us. More like the complete picture rather than just That's right. one segment of it. Let's mm -hmm. help our listeners get a better understanding by beginning with some basics. What influences digestion in our bodies? Does it begin when we chew our food or maybe not? Courtney? Right. So we pose this question to participants of the FAME workshops, where does digestion begin? And most people will answer in the mouth, perhaps, or in the stomach. But we like to put people through a visualization that our listeners can do briefly here, which is close your eyes, imagine a big yellow lemon in front of you, and you've got a big knife, and you slice through that lemon and you pick up one half of that lemon and you squeeze a couple drops of that lemon juice onto your tongue. And by the simple visualization exercise that takes only moments, most people report that they can actually feel their mouth watering. So with no food, no touching of a knife, you have actually begun a digestive process and this process begins in the brain. So the nervous system that impacts digestion is actually divided into two parts. 
called the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Most of us are familiar with the sympathetic nervous system as the fight or flight nervous system. And the classic example of this being if you were to be chased by a bear. And because that so rarely happens in today's current society, we often find ourselves in other equally stressful situations, perhaps, though not running from a bear. So we like to ask people, have you ever found yourself eating while driving in a car, talking on the phone, working at your desk, working on the computer, while having a stressful conversation or in the company of someone you don't particularly like, while watching TV, eating in a hurry? All of these situations are examples of eating a... a All of these situations are examples of eating in a potentially stressful situation, and all of these can have negative impacts on your body's ability to digest food. On the other hand, we've got the parasympathetic nervous system, which we like to describe as the rest and digest system. So when we're in a calm, low-stress environment with limited stimulation, our body will often be in this restful parasympathetic state and there are benefits to digestion when we are in this state. I like the examples you stated because myself and probably our listeners can identify with at least one if not all of those in the sympathetic state. We really want to focus on changing that behavior and Dr. Briley can tell us what happens to our digestion when we are in the sympathetic state. Yeah, so when you are in that stressed out state or sympathetic state, basically all of your digestive processes are slowed down or even stopped. Um, This includes our saliva flow. This includes digestive enzymes. The secretion of those enzymes is, is lowered or decreased. In addition, the intestinal contractions that help to move our food along our digestive tract also slows down or stops. Basically, our body is, is dealing with that stressful situation, so it doesn't have the time to really focus on proper digestion. On the other hand, when we're in a parasympathetic or an, a relaxed state, our digestive process uh, increases or is more supported. So our saliva increases, our digestive enzymes are secreted more readily, our intestinal muscles start to move the food along our digestive tract so that we can digest and absorb the nutrients. Um, in addition, our gallbladder contracts, which releases bile and helps us digest our fats. So basically, the next question is, you know, what, what state would you rather be eating your food in? That's a really good question. And I know myself, I'd much rather be in the parasympathetic state when I'm eating. So can you give us a few strategies that can help us get into this healthy digestive system? Absolutely. I think one of the most important strategies, especially in this day and age, is to turn off our electronic devices. And that used to only mean our TVs, but now it's our phones, our smartphones, it's our tablets, it's our computers, um, turning off all of those while you're eating. Um, In addition, you know, put your food on a plate and find a comfortable place to eat. Uh, Sit down while you're eating. And if you do eat at work, uh, find a different area other than your desk where you're more likely to continue working while you're eating. Another really simple strategy is to take 10 deep belly breaths before you start eating. This is a really powerful and simple way to get you in that parasympathetic state and get your enzymes flowing and digest your food well. 
Uh, that also provides a really good time to recognize and, and give thanks to where your food came from and who created it. Um, another strategy would be chewing your food, which is sometimes overlooked when we're in a hurry. This is, this is an easy way to give your digestive tract a jump start on digesting the food. Um, so try to chew your food until it's close to liquid before you swallow it. Another common one that we often hear is to stop eating before you feel really full and also slow down. Sometimes if we eat so fast, our body doesn't have time to catch up and realize that we're actually full. That's a really great one. And it's so hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> because we are, as a culture here in America, we're taught to eat everything on your plate, whether you're full or not. And so to stop before we are full, that's a really great one. I've got to remember that one. That's right. Basically, what I'm saying is to practice mindful eating. Don't multitask, just just eat. Sit down, look at your food, do some deep breaths, um, smell your food, uh, enjoy the presentation, and eat slowly. Those are such great tips and ones that we can easily do. That's what I like about them too, just to make a conscious decision to focus on those. So they definitely are easy to do and ones that we can really mindfully do before we eat. I like that very much. So we've heard a lot lately also in the news about the role of healthy bacteria in our guts. Courtney, can you tell us about the role of these healthy bacteria uh, that we have and how it relates to digestion and overall health? Absolutely. These bacteria are essential for our good health. And there are many different types of friendly, healthy bacteria that coexist in our digestive system. In fact, we're walking around, each one of us, carrying about three pounds of these friendly bacteria in our intestines. Or another way to look at this and frame it is that we have about 10 times as many bacteria as we have cells in our body. So we really are in a symbiotic, a friendly coexistence with these bacteria and thankfully so because they provide us many health benefits. Uh, let's see, so healthy gut bacteria form a key component of our immune system. And certainly uh, as we are recording these podcasts during cold and flu season, uh, the role of these healthy bacteria supporting a healthy immune system cannot be understated. Maintaining a healthy balance of bacteria is important because more harmful bacteria cannot enter and invade our intestines. So they serve to protect us from getting us sick in our actual intestines. Healthy bacteria support digestion, the absorption of nutrients, the elimination of toxins, they promote regular bowel movements, and they can even help to balance hormone levels in the body. So it's actually important to consume healthy bacteria in our foods. And this has traditionally been achieved by the consumption of fermented foods. And if you're not familiar with what fermentation is, it's simply the process of naturally occurring bacteria breaking down carbohydrates, things like glucose, uh, lactose, uh, in healthy food and making other healthy compounds that the body can use. Yogurt is a great example. Many people are familiar with this. Uh, it's milk, of course, that is acted upon by bacteria to create delicious tasting yogurt. I'm glad you mentioned yogurt because that's what I've been eating. Even though I'm plant-based for the most, most of my eating, I just feel like I need to get some good gut bacteria going. So I have 
uh, yogurt, plain yogurt, not fruit or sweetened yogurt, in the morning with a little applesauce, unsweetened applesauce. Mix it up. It's really good. Good way to start my day with whole grains as well. Now that we know the role of bacteria in our, in our guts, what are some other ways other than yogurt that we can keep that healthy bacteria in our digestive system? Well, yes, obviously yogurt is one of the more commonly known fermented foods, but there are a lot of other foods that have live cultures in them. Um, aside from just dairy yogurt, you can find goat yogurt, sheep yogurt, um, and kefir as well. And then for those that maybe don't tolerate those foods, you can even find coconut yogurt and coconut kefir. Um, in addition, kombucha is becoming fairly popular, uh, kimchi, um, other soy-based fermented foods like tempeh and miso and natto, those are all fermented as well. And then I also want to mention sauerkraut and pickles because those are kind of what we commonly think of maybe second to yogurt. However, a lot of the brands that you'll find in the market now aren't uh, traditionally fermented. They're really just uh, based, they're vinegar based. So if you do look for sauerkraut or pickles, make sure it does have that live active culture label on there. And in, and in addition, in the ingredient list, it should list uh, some of the, the cultures in there. So something other than vinegar, right. it'll say. Okay, Correct. that's a good point because I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you can do is eat foods that are really high in soluble fiber. That helps to actually feed the bacteria in the gut. So eating fermented foods provides the bacteria, but you also need to keep them alive and keep them healthy. Um, so foods that are high in soluble fiber are fruits and vegetables, whole grains and beans. And then there's a few specific foods that are really high in inulin, uh, which is a great fiber source for healthy bacteria. And those are Jerusalem artichoke, jicama, and chicory root, for example. And then I do want to mention supplementation with, with probiotics. Uh, not everybody is eating fermented foods on a daily basis to replenish those healthy bacteria. In addition, as naturopathic physicians, we sometimes treat and prevent disease by uh, prescribing specific strains and doses of healthy bacteria through supplements. I know that I eat yogurt every day, and that's usually the easiest uh, form of fermentation or fermented foods. But can you explain to our audience and to me, actually, what kefir or kombucha is, what the differences are? Well, kefir is actually really similar to yogurt. It goes through the same process, but it's more of a milk drink versus, you know, yogurt, which is a little bit okay. thicker. And then kombucha is a fermented black tea that requires a starter, if you will, called a SCOBY, a symbiotic community of bacteria and yeast. And you intermix that SCOBY, that culture, with black tea and sugar, and the culture will actually change, eat up all those sugars, and create really healthy compounds. And in the end, you can end up with a low sugar, very health-promoting drink as well. And you can buy both of these products in the stores? Absolutely. And many people are actually brewing kombucha in their homes. Ah, oh, interesting. Well, thank you. I know that I've been confused about that in the past, and I thought maybe our listeners would as well. Well, we've certainly covered a lot of great information on the program today, so I'd like to recap a few important points in our today's to-go box. We want to encourage a relaxed state when eating to support the healthy digestive system. We also want to encourage eating fermented foods, which can help support healthy bacteria in our digestive tract. 
Well, thanks so much for joining us today in the program. For more information about the FAME program, go to foodasmedicineinstitute.com. Thank you.